0: Welcome back. This is episode 12 of the new season of Budding Business. I'm Chase Gibson. I'm Michael Dikoski. And we are here with a very special guest, Mr. Nathan Bailiff, former Tigers Inc. member. Nathan, how are you doing today? I'm doing
1: great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, for sure. All right, so starting out, I'll just let you introduce
2: yourself and what you're doing.
1: Yeah, so I'm Nathan Bailiff, as some of you guys may know. Uh, I went to Loveland High School, as well as some of you may know. But (laughs) right now, I work with a company called Vector Marketing. Uh I sell knives in a brief five-second description. <laughs> that is what I do, but it's a lot deeper than that. And we'll go ahead and get started with that.
2: Yeah. So first, it's like right. you said, you went to Lowell high school. You're part of Tiger's Inc. Can you talk about that a little bit, what you did with Tiger's Inc.?
1: Yeah, so Tiger's Inc. was structured very different last year. Yeah. There were four main cohorts. It was community outreach, marketing, uh, the financial one, and a cohort called Tiger's Inc., And I was a part of the Tigers Inc. cohort for the first semester, where I was running the Instagram, helping out with social media, just doing different promotions around really to drive all around sales for the business. And then in the second semester, I worked mainly with RP Diamond. And my main project was helping drive funds through RP Diamond by doing a pop-up shop. So we would run pop-up shops through the middle school and intermediate school. And we would just go in, sell clothes, and then we would get a portion of the profits to Tigers, Inc. So that was kind of our way of navigating that and really driving sales for Tigers, Inc.
0: Okay. So um, you go to college now,
1: University yeah. of Cincinnati. Can you need
0: time to tell us what your, kind of what your plans are, what you're doing now and what your plans are kind of for the future with that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, great question. So right now I'm at UC and I am studying business administration. I've mm-hmm. always had a knack for business. I always right. knew I wanted to do business. Both of my parents went to UC and I was like, I love UC. I love, it's kind of cheap. It's close to home. Right. Yeah. Uh, didn't want to move too far away from my parents. But the main end goal is just to get a master's in business administration. My MBA, uh Whatever opportunities arise from there, I really don't know, but I just you know I have a fire resume and I'm yeah. excited for, it,
2: for the future. So. so I'm sure part of that fire resume was Tire Inc. What skills mm-hmm. from Tire Inc. helped you with what you're studying now at UC? Oh, so many.
1: Uh, just even getting your feet in the water with right. driving sales for a corporation. I mean, we're not a corporation, not a nonprofit. Uh, it's great experience getting to network and communicate with local business owners, um, just learning how to professionally present yourself is probably right. one of the biggest things that you can do. Yeah. Uh, I used to be very immature and uh, didn't really have direction, and Tiger Zink really helped me out through becoming a professional man that I am today.
2: Yeah. I mean, on the first day, he had us, like, practice shaking right. hands first, yep. and yep. stuff. Yep. So, yep. yeah, that's the elevator, all pitch, yeah, elevator pitch. Yeah. Elevator right. pitch is
1: huge. Is, I mean, you can't take that thing seriously enough. Yeah. Is, it's real.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you mentioned briefly that you work for a uh, marketing place. Mm-hmm. Additionally, is that like through UC? How does that work? What is, yeah.
1: So, like, I, great question. I started over the summer. So, even before oh, okay. I got I into that. college, I started early June. And you guys know JP too? Yep. 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 So, JP's dad actually sold Cutco and Harvard back in the day. Mm. Uh, it's mainly a, college students, it's 18 plus, uh, driving sales, uh, getting soft skills, stuff like that. I'll touch on that later. But JP's dad sold Cutco back in the day, and they actually did a table here at Loveland High School, and his dad was telling JP, like, hey, check this out, check this out. So eventually, JP went up there and got to talking with the guys. And I, at the time, was unemployed. I had just got off of (laughs) Chick-fil-A. I was uh, working at Chick-fil-A for a very long time, uh, but he went up to the table, started talking with the guys, and he was like, hey, I just got the sales job, and I was the sales and marketing leader at Chick-fil-A. I love sales. Yeah. It's a huge passion of mine, and I was like, dude, you better get me into this job. <laughs> <laughs> like, you better like talk to them about me and stuff like that, so I actually ended up starting before JP. He had a busy schedule and had to get started later. But I just fell in love with it. Uh, throughout the summer, we did what we call a summer conference too, um, where I it's a three week push, and there's a big celebration at the end in Sandusky. Huge conference It's a water park resort, uh, which was also a lot of fun. But I set out for a goal of ten thousand dollars to sell in three weeks, which was very hard to do. Yeah, um, and I on the drive up there, I was only at seven k and I was getting really discouraged. I was like, man, I, I put in so much work, I did this, just didn't have the outcomes that I expected. But I, I just felt called to call people back and uh, go through and really give them my goals and share with them a little bit about what I was doing there, and I actually ended up selling an extra 3K on the way up there. Wow. <laughs> uh, in, a, in a three-hour drive, sold $3,000. Um, I make 30 percent commission so that was a thousand dollars and wow like four hours which was really really nice that was my largest paycheck I've ever had was it was like nineteen hundred dollars on just that week wow yeah but I ended up getting ten thousand and six dollars so <laughs> I was just over that uh, got recognized with a trophy and uh, I actually chugged some chocolate milk on my way across the state. It was a great experience. A lot as, as you hard. should, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> that's
0: just a bit about how I got started. Okay. Yeah. So I want to kind of – yeah, Sorry, Michael. That's on me. I just want to kind of circle back. You talked about Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Renan, when we were kind of setting this up, he's like, Nathan's going to talk a little bit. <laughs> he's going to mention <laughs> Chick-fil-A a lot. So I just want you to kind of take me through, like, how you became – like, you, you said your position was, like, in sales, right?
1: Yeah. But very briefly towards the end, it was in sales, but of like course,
0: where, where did you start? Right? Like that, yeah. how did you climb like that, that like hierarchy ladder type thing yeah. to get there? The hierarchy, the level. hierarchy,
1: that's, ladder. Funny. that's a, um, you know, the
2: Chick-fil-A corporate. Ladder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So I started at Chick-fil-A, it was January of 2020. Mm-hmm. So that was right before COVID hit. And I was working, you know, maybe 20, 25 hours a week, nothing special. It was over school. And then March happened. And that was when everything began to shut down. My Mm -hmm. mom was like, trying to lock me in the house. Like, no, Mm -hmm. you can't go out. You can't see your friends. And me as an extreme extrovert, that was so hard. So I just started picking up shifts like crazy. And, uh, I started working 50 hours a week on top Uh of school. So I was just showing up, became really good at every single position. Uh, humbly (laughs) i did become very good at every single position and uh, i just start running around the store showing my dedication uh showing like that i want to grow and want to learn and eventually i went up to the management team and i was like hey this is my goal i want to be a team leader how can i get there and so they had me read some books and do different stuff and it was actually a lot of fun uh just getting to work alongside them and they started progressing me more and more to see what I was capable of leading a team. And uh, so eventually became a team leader. And on top of that, they later on had me start training kids. Uh, I wasn't always the best trainer. In fact, I think that was the worst position I was ever at because I was, I was the efficiency guy. I just run around the store and do all these different things while these trainees were just like <laughs> I can't do anything, and it was like it was frustrating for me to wrap my mind around it because I'm like, dude, just get good at this. Yeah. But like, that's not the reality of it. So, uh, very, very briefly, was I a trainer because I was not tremendous. But uh, leading the teams was a lot of fun. Uh, getting to put people in positions that they really like, getting to challenge other kids was another big thing. Uh, You know, if someone's really bad at a position, I'd throw them in there during the biggest rush to say, suck it up, learn it. And so a few kids became frustrated with that, but they grew a lot. They grew a lot. Uh, You know, sometimes it's the toughest decisions that make people grow the most. So enjoying my time as a team leader. And then uh, we had these sales competitions where it was like uh sell cookies like for the next two hours just try and add cookies mm-hmm. onto orders to drive sales because we have what's called symbol which is you increase your total store sales 20% from the year previous mm-hmm. uh, and symbols like the trademark of Chick-fil-A operators like they for instance we hit it sure. one year in the our operator got a $100,000 Audi and two Super Bowl tickets. Like, it's a big deal. Wow. So, uh, I went out there and just started getting better and better at sales. I set store records for, I think it was 123 cookies sold in two hours. Oh my God. <laughs> um, just like, every single order, like, boom, five cookies, boom, six. Like, it, yeah. it was just a lot of fun. Um, and then milkshake competitions, just random stuff that we can do to add on to people's orders. So they saw that and they were like, well, you clearly have an MA of mine, like, let's let's make you a sales and marketing leader. So I didn't really run the Instagram because I'm not tremendous at running Instagrams. And yeah. if you see Chick-fil-A's Instagram, they're, you know, very bright and happy. And mm-hmm. I'm just like the more efficient guy. Yeah. So. Uh, My biggest project that I did through there was QR codes in the drive-thru that led to the app. So we were trying to get people to download the app for a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, still to this day, they're still trying to do that. But my biggest frustration was when I was taking orders in the drive-thru. And these old people would come up and be like, oh, I need to see a menu. (laughs) I'm like, the menu's clear up there. We're like 15 cars back. like, Because yeah. we're on our iPads taking orders. Six order takers in the drive-thru. Like, I can't get you a menu. So uh, just having them download that mm. app, then increased, like, uh, what do you call it? Speed of service. Like efficiency, yeah. yeah. Yeah, increased efficiency because more people were ordering online. So you didn't have to take an order. You just pressed a button and it goes through. Uh and also just drove sales. It was like people see the deals on there and they really enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. So uh, that was my biggest project as sales and marketing leader.
2: Yeah. All right. So I've got kind of a big question here. So bear with mm-hmm. me. So you're like, you've gotten a lot of like really unique opportunities that mm-hmm. no other, like hi, like i mean most of them are in high school with like tigers and chick-fil-a, all that. Uh, most kids your age, would not be able to have otherwise. Mm-hmm. So what what kind of skills have led you to succeed in those opportunities?
1: Yeah, man, that is a, hey, that's, that's a tough question. I know, man. sorry, <laughs> sorry. I filter this through a lens of humility because I don't want to be arrogant. Right. Mm. But I, I feel like it was a drive. It was a drive to succeed. There was one guy, and I'm going to butcher this quote, but he said, when you want succeed like you when you want to succeed like you want to breathe, you'll do whatever it takes. And so I've always been money motivated. Mm. I've always been skill and success motivated. And so when it's like I do something, I don't half ass it. It's like I, I want to do it to the best of my abilities. So through vector, it's really taught me like go above and beyond. Push yourself at every single chance that you can get. And the skills that I have gained there, the soft skills, uh, the hard skills like the resume, has just been incredible. Just the ability to speak without stuttering as much, without using filler words, being able to professionally present myself and a product, uh, while also having a lot of fun. I get to go into random people's houses, talk to them. (laughs) Make them food and sell them knives. That that is just my dream job. It's so much fun. Uh, But as far as the opportunities come, they're all out there. Everyone can take them. It's just fear that I I think it's fear that holds people back. Uh, What I've noticed through my time as a manager with Vector is some kids – they're so scared to go out of their comfort zone, which I was too at first. Like, you know, my yeah. mom was upstairs when I was first making my first phone calls to schedule demonstrations of the product. I'm like, hey mom, so I just started a great new job showing in Cutco. Uh, and she's like, Nathan, I'm up here. Just come talk to me. <laughs> well, I would like to schedule a demo with you. <laughs> it's like, I uh, it's, it's hard to get out of your comfort zone, but once you do it, like, just the opportunities all arise. And that's the most frustrating part because um, they're all there for the taking. If you really want something, I, I truly believe anything in this world is for your taking.
0: Yeah. I, I just want to say something about that. So backpacking off of that, like mm-hmm. the, that, that fear aspect, if you're somebody who's, who's in a position where they have an opportunity, but but don't take it because they're out of their comfort zone, how did you, you mean you could provide you as an example, like, how would you overcome that?
1: Just do it. <laughs> it's it like, is. I I don't understand human psychology to the point where I can effectively answer that question because it's like, when I'm scared, my mentality is do it. Do it. Like, yeah. you're going to be scared all your life right. if you just live in fear, if you live under a shadow. Exactly. And that's just plain motivation. I mean, you can listen to way better motivators than myself. And it's like, you'll just figure out you got to do something. Yeah. And if you live a fearful life, you're going to be sad. Right. You're going to be depressed. You're going to look back on yourself when you're into the grave and say, what did I do with my life? And it's like, I want to take every opportunity that you possibly can. And it's like, Yes, I was scared to talk to my mom, but also it's my mom. I've known her for <laughs> 19 years. like. Uh, so I don't know. It's just a fine line to walk, but uh, definitely like one instance where I was really scared was the first year that I moved to Loveland. I moved to Loveland in fourth grade, and I was this shy, awkward little kid. And I think going from Mason to Loveland really – pushed me out of my comfort zone and from that point on it was like I want to do something with my life I want to do this
2: I want to do that and just go for it yeah so uh, I want to switch gears a little bit I mean Mm -hmm. you you talked a lot about like your professional life which is I mean it's insane how much you do thank you and yeah of course so what else do you do besides like how how do you Mm -hmm. have fun like what else are you kind of involved in
1: yeah so Great question. I live in a house at UC with 13 guys. Okay. So it's, <laughs> it's a big house. It's a ton of fun.
2: Uh, is this a fraternity or is it just like not, a house? It's, it's just a house. It's a Young Life house. So oh, okay.
1: I I lead Young Life. So that's one of the things that I do for fun. It's truly awesome just to see those kids grow and also be pushed out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, just an all-around leader <laughs> if you haven't picked up I, I just have a knack for leading and it's like seeing people grow brings me the most joy so it's like for fun I guess my work is a lot of fun I yeah. enjoy what I do uh, leading is a lot of fun I enjoy seeing those kids grow um, and then school it's not a lot of fun but <laughs> it's what you gotta do to get right. by so uh, those are really the big three of what I do but you know, just keep a good close friend group uh, at all times. It's always best to have friends. Uh, be nice to people at all times. They'll bring you joy naturally. People are inherently nice. I truly believe that. So just being nice to people and doing what brings you joy is really the best way to find happiness within your own life.
0: Yeah. All right. Are there any guys, like you said, keeping a close friend group. So are, any, are there any guys in that house that you knew before? you see that we either went to and or in young life with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Luke Griffin. Yeah. Oh, uh, sure. Yep. He's in that house. And actually his brother, Kyle Griffin is in that house as well. So, uh, Luke, it's a funny story because Luke knew that he was moving in. We call it the chateau. There's 20 young life houses at UC. It's one of the biggest in the nation for young life. Um, and they all have names for each other. So I'm going to keep referring it to the, as the chateau, <laughs> the French <laughs> castle. Yeah. But, uh, so I would go to the Chateau with Luke and I met a bunch of the guys like this was while we were still in high school just cause he knew he was moving in there, but I was actually trying to get into another house called the basement. And <laughs> so the basement, I connected with a lot of those guys, but then they ended up taking someone over me and there was a spot open in the Chateau and I was like, I'd be a fool not to take this And oh, yeah. in hindsight best decision I ever made because it's like I really connect with those chateau guys so much more than I connect with the basement guys and the funny part is the guy who got into the basement over me was trying to get into the chateau (laughs) (laughs) and I was trying to get into the basement and I got into the chateau so we kind of did a a little switch, but that guy who's moving in is moving into the Chateau next year. Oh, really? really so uh, he's a great dude. He went to Sycamore. Uh, names Evan Massey to give him a shout out. But, uh, yeah, just really love all those guys.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's all we have except uh, what, what, what's your future look like? So like mm-hmm. after or I guess continue with college, and I mean, you're only a freshman, so mm-hmm. I mean, continue with college, and maybe after that, if you have any plans with that, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, you think? I'm still figuring out school, so it's like, I, I know I got to be in school. Both of my parents are teachers, yeah. so you guys probably had my dad, but I got to be in school. I don't necessarily enjoy it, but my future for this year that I can speak of is to continue with Vector. This year, I'm the pilot sales manager, so, I basically help run the entire Eastern Cincinnati region. Okay. So, developing and training kids, as well as teaching them how to do all the things that I used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so throughout this year, I'll continue to do that. The company takes us on a bunch of fun trips. I actually just came back from Mexico two <laughs> weeks ago. Uh,
2: what do you do um, on those trips I like that? Fun. Really? Okay. Yeah.
1: It's, okay. There's no business. It's got it so on the surface it's a weird knife selling job yeah. but the longer you're with becker the more you see it's not just a weird knife selling job it's oh, yeah. truly a lot of fun uh have a great time they take us on a bunch of trips in fact Next month, I know I just said Mexico, but I'm going to Cleveland. <laughs> so it's like, uh, quite the downgrade, but uh, or the upgrade, whatever. Cleveland's cool. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, right Mexico, yeah.
0: Cleveland. Same yeah, thing.
1: same thing. <laughs> but uh, So Cleveland's a business trip. We go to Detroit, St. throughout the year. I went to New York last year. Um And of course, Mexico. There's one more international trip that I'll go on later. I don't exactly know where it's going to be. If I had a guest somewhere in the Bahamas, but it's like that's the company that I work for. It's just it's so much fun to you know be able to, like I said earlier, walk into random people's houses, cook them food. They're happy. You're happy. Sell them (laughs) knives. They're happy. You're happy. Uh, Get a great chunk of change for doing so. Uh, as well as getting to go on all these trips, uh, they have perfect, like really, really great speakers there. Uh, you can just learn a ton. So it's like, I know throughout this year I've committed to Becker. Uh, what next year may look like, I hope I'm still there. I, I truly do. Uh, it would take something really bad to happen to push me away. Plus, I get to work with all my friends. Like Over winter break, Grant McWatters, Cameron Delaney, Addison Hearn, who addison's actually becoming an assistant manager with us uh which will be a lot of fun to work side by side with him. sean coon did it Mm -hmm. uh sean Molder, if you know him he went to molar but it's like working with all the friends that you have uh getting to recruit some a plus people and just be super pumped up and share visions with them uh it's it's a lot of fun so Throughout this year, I'll be working with Vector. Next year, don't know what that looks like. Following yep. year, don't know what that looks like. Uh, just kind of serendipity take its path. Let God lead me wherever he wants me and keep going from there.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Uh, Nathan, we appreciate you. Yeah, thanks lot. for having me I mean, on, guys. Was, yeah, of course. It was a lot of fun. This was
2: great. Uh, that's episode 12, Buying Business in the books. All right. Now that concludes the interview with Nathan Bailiff. A lot of really great information out of that one. Um, I mean, first of all, he he really hit on this a lot. I just want to bring up like he like fear being such a such a motivating thing for people and how like how damaging it can be right for to, for your
0: for your motivation for for your career. Really, yeah. I mean, if you're not right, fear prevents a lot of people from taking opportunities. Uh, that's you know that hasn't really been a theme in all of our podcasts, but I feel like. That definitely needs to be something that, that you take out of this because a lot of opportunities have been given up in the past by a lot of different people just mm-hmm. because they want to do it. And Nathan's best response was just do it. Just do it, Nike. Just, <laughs> just do it. Thank you, Michael. Uh, uh, yeah, just just do it. Like, yeah. you know, you're gonna be right. You said you're gonna be scared throughout pretty much all facets of your life, especially um, around his age, me and Michael's age, right? Going into college, trying to figure out what you want to do in the future. And then once you, you get an opportunity, um, whether that be a job, an internship, maybe maybe something in college you wanted to do, a club, something like that. You got to take advantage of it. So, I mean, that's just kind of what I took away from that, especially that's going to help me, especially because, you know, a lot of college visits coming up, a lot of things to take into account, right? When, when considering that. So, yeah, that, this is going to help me a lot. Sure.
2: Yeah, I mean he's he's king of opportunity. <laughs> that's it's, what I got. Uh, yeah, he he, he you talked about how many like how many big life moments he's had in the past couple years, like graduating, going into college, all that, mm. and he just went right like head and like just full speed ahead with everything. And I mean he's he's done so much for someone his age. I mean he has like a full time, not full time job, but like a. Really or, successful or job really right successful now, job. and it's 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 insane. Go ahead and sell those knives. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Anything else? The I mean, just that when he left here, when we were saying uh, our goodbyes to Nathan Bailiff, he's we said thank you to him for a great interview, and he walked out with my pleasure. Well, so there's the Chick fil A effect. <laughs> yeah, there we we're are. are. So we are left about that on the way
0: back. But yeah. uh yeah, that is budding business episode twelve.